Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. Namchim Gosrim. And my name is Bolu. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's just the guys in the house today. The uh ladies they are uh, preparing for sala. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like how many days in advance? Uh-uh. <laughs> Ah, is essential. Abego, abego. That's true. You <laughs> need me. Send send your contacts to me. You can message me if you are if you are going to celebrate, please. Oh, okay. No problem. So, yeah. Nifemi it's uh, working on I had a very very important interview to attend and uh Onome is actually here with us so she's our Mr. Producer. Say hi. Wave, wave. She's waving. Good. But she has refused to join us with Mike. So, yeah, you can hear her voice. So, mm-hmm. it's So, how are we doing? How was our weekend? How is the week treating us? Bolu go ahead. How was your weekend? Weekend was bloody. Bloody. Yes, my account bled. Yeah, each of your For accounts. reasons that I cannot reveal. Crypto account. No, no, no. Oh, okay. My, my account was so bled. <laughs> For <laughs> reasons that what? <laughs> Are you owing one crypto mafia? <laughs> uh, that's not, it has not reached that level for me. <laughs> I beg tell us. So, <laughs> yeah. so we can distance ourselves from you, yeah. small. But it was, it was kind of fun. Yeah, I, I didn't really do much until Sunday. Went out on Sunday. Uh, that's all. But the Saturday, I was just at home. Binge watching Big Bang Theory. Mm, nice, <laughs> nice one, nice one. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and me, I'm actually preparing for the CBN hackathon. Uh. <laughs> and then they are, they are doing hackathon for Inera. So <laughs> I saw that. Yes, I, need, I need to chop small money. Okay, hey, it's, no. not, it's not lame. I wonder when I lost. Yeah, they say it's all plat- part of their plan to you know make. Uh, I guess they are just trying to create more inclusion for the mm-hmm. inner like get more people to use it mm-hmm. yeah cutting sounds like kind of sounds like a good way to go but like, i guess really? i don't really think it's working uh, it's a good way it sounds like an icing on a useless <laughs> cake like, <laughs> like okay. no no nah. the cake does not have taste okay how many people will participate in that hack of you you never know you never know i think it's it will happen it will happen real soon um from i think the 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 deadline has probably passed mm. or i think today or yesterday was the deadline but let's 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 be optimistic anyway. there's nothing to be optimistic about ah. well anyway like uh chingu bolu said i actually <laughs> wouldn't mind apply, applying to that hackathon the only issue is while i'm pitching i will just be remembering all the suffering that i've been suffering <laughs> with dollar cards <laughs> and i might go and insult the CBN governor during your hackathon mm. during the hackathon mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, I wasn't able to execute this because of the CBN policies disqualified and the CBN hackathon mm. but it's fine it's fine <laughs> but disqualified and disqualified into prison mm. <laughs> okay but I think the main issue here is not actually a regulator I mean they are doing a hackathon so what but all the way up or sideways to Central Africa sideways up <laughs> Central Africa, uh, Sudan. I've had they shut down their internet once more. Yeah. As a result of what's the excuse this time? Exams. It's political. This, uh, as it always is. So there was a. Coup. It's not always political. Though. Sometimes they say they don't want people to have my practice. Well, <laughs> this, this time around, it's it's political. So okay. apparently there has been a coup. 
mm-hmm. and um, they have improved this as a result. So, oh. um, in anticipation, they shut down the internet like a few days ago. But um, right now, um, Sudan is basically blocked from the internet, mm. and I don't know why. Well, I I, I know why they are doing it, but it really doesn't make sense considering how crucial the internet is for a lot of things that people do. Mm. And I, I know we've overflogged this topic, but why do African governments always choose a repressive route every single time they are confronted? It's the lowest hanging fruit. Because I'm just wondering, people's livelihoods will be affected. We saw what happened with Twitter mm-hmm. when it was banned in Nigeria. Yeah. So livelihoods will be affected. Um, people are going to be skeptical about investing in your country. By the way, Sudan also received their first investment in like over 30 years mm. last year. And now they've had a YC startup. Ordinarily... Sudan, not South Sudan. Yeah. Okay. So oh, they've managed. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know the politics of that country. Like <laughs> It's very, very confusing. Today is South Sudan, tomorrow is Sudan. But it's, it's supposed to be like very... I mean, it's encouraging news, but if something like this happens, let's say just once a year, mm. it's difficult for investors to be confident because now you don't know how long it's going to last. Mm. These are protests and I mean, okay, let's say the protests last for one week, they will ban it for one week and then after that they'll return and do all, like it's just this this time that, and funny enough, the startup that YC backed, it's FinTech. And I don't know if they have like a USSD component. So without the internet, how do they run their business all through that period? Hmm. I, I don't even fully know how USSD work. I can it I work without the internet? That's another thing. I, I suppose it can. I mean, it's, no. It's the thing is, for you doing the dialing the this thing, you might not need to have an internet connection. connection. Okay. But then in the, the back end, for the people actually yeah, doing need an internet this, connection. Yeah, so that's the problem. Mm, so, so I mean, settlement does not always happen immediately, like instantly. So, mm. you send money from your account to another person's account. Yeah. That person's account gets credited, but the actual settlement on the back end, you, you might not be able to pinpoint how fast the actual settlement, mm. how fast did your bank actually send the money mm. yeah. to the other bank. So, it, uh, most companies will just have to find a way to figure a lot of things out, right? Mm. terms of internet and for the startup that went out YC I'm wondering how they are doing business now I mean yeah. they are dealing with a very very tough global BC economic landscape yeah. you know the internet shut down not cool not cool all, all the best for Sudan uh, our thoughts are with you in Sudan if if you can <laughs> we are not mourning we are not mourning we are, yes. we are coming we, okay no let's let me not <laughs> it's not really money per se like Coming from a tech angle, like knowing what uh, a tech ecosystem needs, you know, mm. and these things are not really in place in in Sudan. So our thoughts are with them, like Chingazim said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, thoughts thoughts with everybody, and I think this is a very very good time to make an appeal to most African government. I mean, try to think of other ways to handle conf- uh, confrontations and conflict. Besides just brute force, using the brute hammer all the time. Very important. Yeah. So, I mean, the internet has its issues, social media has its issues, but you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, 
Yeah, let's just just leave that kind of depressing news. It's getting depressing the more I hear of it. A lot for a lot of people. But in a news that's not depressing, <laughs> Flutterwave, the mega unicorn of Africa, is making some mad, mad, mad appointments. And yeah. last week it was the appointment of Goldman Sachs. Okay, just change and just give us the details. Okay. So Flutterwave has um, appointed Gobert. I don't know. I hope it's pronounced correctly. Knowing you, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Gobert Dillon, he's joining Flutterwave, or he has joined Flutterwave from um, Goldman Sachs, where he was the CTO and head of lending for Marcos. So Marcos was their um, lending is Goldman Sachs lending platform. So. Um, it's he's 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 just joining them now to be a CTO. He's their new CTO, mm-hmm. and it's impressive news, I guess. I mean, Africa to the world. So an African startup has gotten to the point where you can lure a a former Goldman Sachs CTO, CTO. to come and head your uh, your technical team. I think that's impressive. Um, kind of shows how far the ecosystem or the startup itself has grown true true um but on the other hand this is like the third let's say foreign hire they've done in the last i think in the last one year should be the third so they've hired the cfo as well and um they've they hired that was just last month i think around the second week of june that was when it was announced hired O'Neill bambani as its cfo so um this was like a few weeks after the whole financial um, allegations came out against Flutterwave. So um, this would look like Flutterwave is responding. You know, at first, I I think we asked some questions like, did he just die down? Did, was nothing done? Mm -hmm. A lot of people were curious, was nothing done about this? So um, this could be in response to all of that because some people argued that if there was a proper CFO, in place and some of those irregularities would not have happened but well the proper cfo who is in cahoots with the ceo can do and don't do so it doesn't really um it doesn't really let's say solve the problem but it helps it helps but another thing some people are wondering is are they in the market for more money Hmm. that's what a lot of people are asking but i'm also asking myself could they be looking to get acquired? Mm. They've done a series D. Yeah. So where do you go from here? Is it that you're doing a series E or you're going public? So um, are we going to see them get acquired or raise more money? And um, if they're going to raise, they, well, they just raised the series D this year. So I'm assuming they won't, they won't be raising for the next few months or they might even be in the process. Like you never never can tell so is this <laughs> are they about to raise money or are they about to get are they preparing their books mm. in order to get acquired, acquired. so going by Binga Agbola's previous uh, comments right mm-hmm. talking to tech media it seems Flutterwave has been gone in for an IPO going okay. public right so but I'm not sure where the company is right now right given the recent backlash it had yeah after this might not be the best time yes after David Hondain's uh, post yeah. talking about if 
Flutter we've been a unicorn made out of quicksand. Yeah. Now the appointment of the CTO mm. from Goldman Sachs made yeah. me remember a very 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 telling point in that article, which of course Flutterwave has still not come out to address. Yeah. I mean, if the stuff in the article is false, okay, tell us the truth, right? What is really going on and what really went on behind the scenes? Mm. But what the response they gave was very very vague. Uh, basically recycled stuff, old news that's yeah. we are dealing with it. We are dealing with it. Yeah. Good. But in that article, said the CTO of Flutterwave was Greg Abuola. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not to shake any tables here before people start coming for me. But you are free to <laughs> free to do that. You are free, trust me. You won't even see me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> But those two really really address the point is it possible that this is influenced by investors yeah i think it's very 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 possible so the thing is um influencers yeah uh, say influencers <laughs> <laughs> investors have like a huge role to play in all of this so let's go back to the story about bento and the work culture yeah the investors were we were told the investors actually um influenced the decision of the CTO, sorry, the CEO to like take some of the decisions he did, um, stepping back a bit while they carried out inve- invest investigations. Mm. So this is like standard practice for a company of Flutterwave's um, size. Now, um, considering that Flutterwave has done a Series D, you don't get to that point without having some really influential investors there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just sit down and look at you mess the investments up mm. so they are going to because one of the reasons you also hire these guys is uh, or the reason you get some of these guys on your cap table is what can they help you do yeah what kind of guys can they help you access so now they've hired someone from goodman sachs mm. they've hired the cfo is coming from american express so these are like global companies they they've had like established structure they've worked in Um, really structured environment. So the CTO, like he's coming from Goldman Sachs, and he spent over a decade at Goldman Sachs. So that's like you're working at one of the top financial, if not the top financial institution in the world, and you've experienced that culture. You know what it's like to build in a very structured environment because mm-hmm. startups bridge fail fast and break things fast in the early stages. But at some point, when somebody has to monitor how his money is doing, you cannot be breaking things anyhow. So I think that's it. The I I think the the investors definitely pushed for this kind of um will I say hires because I mean except even when you're trying to like move into a new market because think about it these these guys are not they don't have an understanding of the African market. They've not worked in Africa. So how do you understand the African market for example? You don't just get it simply because you worked at Goldman Sachs. Mm. So the fact that they've not worked in Africa prior to this point, I, I just feel that it's is something that the investors pushed, and probably they're also looking at the IPO you are talking about. So if you can get some really credible guys on your team, help yeah. steer the ship right and all, yeah. But then it also makes me ask some questions: What's the state of our talent market? state of your talent market yes in yeah. africa so if it's talent market you want to even enter that's a whole different ball game but it's, it's pretty pretty obvious that 
foreign companies are already paying more than local companies. Right. So many uh, best are living. Are living already. And that's crazy because <laughs> we are still at the early stages of the ecosystem. What happens when we have like a hundred series A or series B level companies? Where do they hire their CFOs from? Do they have to return to Canada to hire those guys? Uh, so let's let's just say you have to grow to a flutter wave to be able to hire them back. And that's a problem because not every startup will get to a flutter wave level. Yeah, you could get to an okra level. Okra did something similar, hired a product manager at Google to yeah. be their product uh, manager. So mm-hmm. Okra did that after raising one million dollars. Mm-hmm. So if you raise one million dollars, if you raise two million dollars, you could actually afford to probably hire people from ag- across the globe. You can pro- I'm saying this probably. Yeah. I, I really don't have an idea of like the unit economics of how it will work because it might not make mm. sense all the time. But I've yeah. seen some of all these startups actually embracing the idea of building a global company from mm. Africa. So I guess that's an important conversation to have. Should we build for the globe or should we be from Africa? Mm. So huh? yeah, you were about to address. You were about to say a question. Yeah, the answer. second part of that is like I don't know. I just feel really will i say conflicted about the decision um yes it's good that we can i mean it's actually impressive that mm. an african company can hire someone at that level because we've had situations where african companies basically get less qualified europeans or americans to work in our startups or in our companies i mean they they won't they won't meet the standard in their countries so i mean they come over to africa and because they are white they get some of these positions but i'm just wondering um what does it say or what does it portend for local talents right uh, it also shows the state or the level of development we have because how many people are at that level where they can be cfos in a startup you're probably having you're probably going to have to go to let's say a bank for example to hire someone to come and be your cfo mm-hmm. or hire someone to be your cto and uh, well banks you can't go to a bank shop to hire your cto <laughs> you'll be missing your way but like cfo you need someone with like really good financial knowledge so you're returning to really large institutions the banks um the PWCs of this country mm-hmm. in order for you to hire like well-grounded finance guys. Yeah. So this is something that, I mean, there's a very limited of people, a limited number of people working in these areas. Mm. So that means the talent pool is still very, very small. Because the higher you get, the more expertise. Nobody is just hiring you because you have four years. They need to have seen that you've done stuff. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you re- really, really make company argument. Polio has been looking at me since, but no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if, whether you have a small team, whether you have a big team, you need to actually understand how to communicate. You need to understand how to communicate with your users, right? And um, I just have to say, the way... Companies have handled investigations, the way companies have handled uh, uh, deep dives, the way companies relate with journalists. I don't think it's the best in Africa, but trust me, if you need to know how to get all these things right, like communications, you need to know how to get 
your customers on board like do you make them your loyal list regardless of the situation if like let them publish that yeah ritualist no <laughs> you're not a ritualist hopefully yes <laughs> but i'm just saying it can be as bad as that but with very 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 creative storytelling you're able to handle all these things seamlessly and if you want to learn how to do that the Terma Elevate conference holding on July 23rd is there for you. Yes, it's, this is not a segue, it's just a natural extension of the story. Mm. Can you hear me? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So yeah, don't miss it. We're dropping the link to register. You register online if you can attend physically. The Terma Elevate conference holding on July 23rd. Learn how to handle effective communications and just explore the unraveled and unparalleled world of technology just just to build your brand to the next level whether you have a cfo from pwc <laughs> or from a kinetical enterprises <laughs> you can just you can kill it with storytelling trust me see storytelling eh? yeah storytelling does, does the storytelling that you guys saw us in web3 what's what's happening there now Storytelling is mad. Hey. The kind of storytelling that these Web3 people give us is crazy. But somehow, so far, we heard that a company stole $1.8 billion, billion dollars, not Naira, not K and Shillings. 1.7, actually. Oh, this is actually 1.7. Yeah. So they stole 1.7. Okay, that makes it better, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All they right. Stole, they stole, ah, God, it's always sweet to drag Bolu and his and, uh, Web3 people. Oh, so right. welcome to another edition of Dragging. Oh God! Well, you can drag me all you want. Uh, it's not new to me, but I will say the story, and I'm sure that by the end you understand. Tell, that. tell me you don't cry at night <laughs> because of you. Uh, I think you said your bank was bleeding. Yeah. Could that be? No, no, no. It has okay. nothing to do with crypto, actually. Uh, all right, yeah. all right. So, um, like Emmanuel said, there has been another. Uh, crypto money heist. <laughs> yes, crypto related money heist. So it's actually not new, but it's just a new um, lawsuit that was filed or a charge by the CTFC um, against a South African CTFC, CFTC. Yeah, I'll get to that. Against the South, Af- South African company and the CEO. Why does that, that CTFC sound like one Indian CFTC. football club? Oh, Sorry, CFTC. CFTC. CFTC, thank you. Sounds like one Indian <laughs> football club like that. She don't know. So the CFTC, you know, charged a South African company, they are a pool operator, with $1.7 billion in fraud involving Bitcoin. So um, some background, right? So the CFTC is um, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. So we are wondering what's all that. So they are the one that regulates derivative markets. Derivative markets. I will explain it, but the truth is, uh, let me explain it. You know the way I can. You don't really know, need to know much about it. But derivative markets is just is a financial market where you can where you get access to financial securities. Um, such as futures, contracts, options, that are the values of these things are derived from other financial instruments such as stocks. Uh, and I think it was <laughs> no, I'll get it. So I don't. So a derivative market, for example, is just you being able to bet on a particular financial instrument without having to own that financial instrument. Like you can bet. No, when we talk about derivative markets, that's when we start talking about people shorting things, people longing things. 
I don't know if you've heard about that. So <laughs> you bet on where the I've value of something. I've but I've never understood fully understood. But I think it makes yeah. sense. Yes, to there's a reason why people have to do CFA one, two, three, go through that thing yourself school <laughs> to understand <laughs> those things. So, but basically, what it's about is I can bet on where the future, where uh, the price of a particular financial instrument will be in future and make money of it basically that's just that's just in so simple terms what you are saying is the, the the assets don't have value in themselves but their value is derived, is derived that's why we call from it. something else yes the derivative market you know when we start if you start going into that now 13 years we're still here <laughs> because there has been a lot of people have spoken about it a lot that is this is that but it has been around for quite a while like for example the cftc was established in 1979 so mm, that's yeah. been around for some time so another example is so say you produce sweets for mm. example and then um it will take you two months to produce you want to produce you have a plan to produce 10 tons of sweets um 10 tons of sweets okay Cavity. okay one ton <laughs> <laughs> and you it will take you a particular amount of money to produce that thing but you don't know that you are not sure that if by the time you produce that stuff Will the price of the suite still be the same thing? You get you you cannot be sure. So you can issue a futures contract, for example, um, that someone will now buy, you know, um, which in a way um, this is that. You know what? What we're going to do? We're going to look for an article. You are going to help us look for an article okay, that explains, that explains the derivatives the, yes. for dummies. I actually mm, found one, but even it's like <laughs> I'm less than a dog <laughs> because this is you know we never clear. <laughs> yeah. So, but basically, but it's tell just us what tell us what happened. yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to what happened. You know, before derivative markets take all the time. So what happened is that the that commission that regulates uh, the derivative markets in the US has now sued or charged a South African company. Uh, with fraud, 1.7 billion dollar fraud that involves Bitcoin. So this thing didn't just happen, though the the charge is new. But this thing didn't just happen. The company actually launched in 2019, mm-hmm. and then it's like all the it was a scam basically. And they have this thing that they call um, a commodities a commodities pool where people will put money, and then there's a chance of them to like earn $4,000 daily. But then to buy into this... Come again. <laughs> when you earn $4,000 daily. Daily? That, yes. I'm on a person network with that. <laughs> yes, daily. Daily. And then they said, uh, what you have to... Like, they, they do this kind of trading that they do with bots, uh, mm. with AI. And AI is so smart. AI cannot lose money. It's not as if it's course. people that will be doing your trading for you. You know, they sold this thing to a lot of people. And people were like, ah, makes sense, makes sense. That's like, oh, if you now want to join, though, maybe you want to invest. You invest with Bitcoin, which was a very smart strategy because... You can't track uh, Bitcoin. You don't know where the money is. You know you are sending money somewhere, but you don't exactly know where it is going to. So we're able to get people to invest. And the least investments you can is that you can invest, that you can put in is $100. And, you know, they got a lot of investments. And they got, um, according to the CFTC, about 23,000 people in the U.S. <laughs> to invest, which you understand why the U.S. is interested, <laughs> interested in the news, you know. When the things start touching their people, you know, they will come in. 
It's a South African country, but funny thing is, even Nigerians, sure. I don't know how Nigerians usually get all these things, regardless of where these things are happening. Nigerians are usually part of the people that they will scam. So Nigerians are there, um, people from the US are there, and they were able to get you know 1.7 billion dollars. That's a lot of money. They were able in Bitcoin that was 29,421 Bitcoin that they were able to get from people mm. that's absolutely crazy and didn't do daily returns like <laughs> <so>. <laughs> people were not able to see you know people started suspecting when they were not able to see they, i guess they gave them a dashboard where you can see okay um this is how my investment is doing these are my earnings things like that and they noticed they were not seeing it again on your dashboard and they're like what's going on even after that um the ceo the person that was from what the CFTC is saying is like they are saying the guy like almost single-handedly did the entire runs for this stuff. So his name is Cornelius um Joanne Sternberg. Mm, South African <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> so he, even after that he came out and he was like, ah, nothing nothing is happening. Uh, it's just people are beefing us, they are this, they are that. And then the South African government you know, decided to launch an investigation into this. And after some time, Baba went on the run. He wanted to, you know, as we say in Nigeria, Jakba to Brazil. But <laughs> then got the Brazilian government were up and doing. They caught him in Brazil. And now, yeah, that's, you know, basically the story in a nutshell. Mm. One, some guys or a group of guys on Crunchbase said, if you look at it, employee, this thing is only one employee. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's not possible for one person to do so. Now, mm. it's not, but they might not be more than three it, or four. It gives you <laughs> whole vibes. I mean, just get yes, some boys inside it's, one room. It's this, this, you know, it's kind of this is this when it comes to crypto scams these are where like the og scams of those days that people were using crypto scams are not really done like this again like they've advanced but this <laughs> yes. one is, was this is really down yes this is yes this is like those and it is which is one of those crypto scams where they make the most money though they don't really do scams like this again but it's one, an example is the one coin scam i don't know if you know, know about one coin scam about uh, a lady a bulgarian lady ignatova and she was able to scam i think she got about four billion dollars from mm. that uh, they caught her brother they caught everyone else involved they not catch her they not catch her till today four billion dollars four billion dollars that was and that's probably the biggest crypto scam ever mm. but the thing is when people say crypto scam Crypto is involved, yes, but it gives off this um, connotation that you know, crypto is just for scams. Yeah, but, just for but the thing is that it's it's really not. Uh, it's still a crypto scam because they try to use crypto to do okay, this. Okay, so thing. the thing is that it's still a crypto <laughs> scam. Yeah, but what did you not say? But it's it is not like crypto is for scam. And let's not. Like I mean, no, we are not saying that. Uh-huh. We are just saying that. Say because before you, you, you start dragging, <laughs> you guys promised us a very peaceful world that <laughs> where we will never be scammed, where uh, transactions can't be monitored by anyone. Yes, which makes you know doing scams with them easier. So, meaning crypto is not the answer. Never was. What? What? I think what crypto needs is extensive regulation. 
then is that, that still not hmm? is that still crypto it's still it's still crypto the only like that's why the regulation has to be very well thought out you know we've seen co- countries like nigeria the us the uk south africa um coming up with ways to regulate these things and while these efforts are commendable we've still not seen an answer to we've still not seen an answer to where an answer to how we can really regulate these things without them using losing um the essence of crypto of why they were created okay so yeah that's that's a very very telling point i mean if you go on youtube right now and check the tech point africa youtube channel you're going to see the debate we had at uh tech point africa blockchain summit tabs 2022 and it was a very very interesting conversation and how do we find a balance between decentralization and centralization in crypto so let me not bore you with the details go to our youtube channel and see the bunch of videos from the tech point africa blockchain summit and find a legit way Mm. to enter web3 please Don't go and snap the picture of your grandfather <laughs> and go and mint it as an NFT. No, 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 that's not. But but thinking about it, that one is not. It's not. It's not illegal now. If I snap my grandfather and I make money with it, exploiting the man is is reversing any old man picture. I'm going to suspect you. I don't want to see. But yeah, that's that's it. Let's let's know what you think. Yeah, yeah. and and also, um, I just just occurred to me. I didn't say the name of the actual company that did the scam. Oh. It's M MTI Mirror Trading International. Mirror Trading. Yeah, such Mirror an apt name. Yeah. Very apt, like. And <laughs> these things are becoming. I think we might start seeing scams like this coming back because recently I was on the road and some people approached me and they were talking about ah there's this new this thing you know you know with mirror trading they told them ai will do your trades you will gain money there's no way you will not always make money mm-hmm. and now what this person was trying to sell to me was that ah it's not ai we discovered ai is not actually that good ai still makes mistakes oh. and now they are telling me is quantum computing mm-hmm. that is going to do my trades for me something that who, who is, is doing quantum computing that is not even, that does not even exist you know in the first place just in still Africa. an idea in yeah, the world I, actually I think world. It may not get people like us who have small understanding of this. Mm-hmm. But think about WhatsApp group of our parents. Why would so what why will your parents your parents are still come, trying to come to terms with AI? Why would they That's the thing. Why like, would they be grouped in they by can fall fall for the they can fall for the AI scams? Because I mean a lot mm-hmm. of elderly people are doing all this pike and mm. some of them are getting into it. I think it's the way they sell these things. They sell it in. They will use all those AI to sell it. But then getting into it is what they will now make very easy. That barrier to doing it. You know, they've told you, oh, we have all this tech, 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 tech. Like, ah, interesting. Ah, but I don't want to be this thing. Ah, no worry. You just Something do like this. For you. Uh-huh. you just put this thing here. Mm, so they, they don't even need to explain the details. Yeah. Exactly. Think it's about just MMM. It just has to sound you mm, know, very... So now computer go, they do the like, trading ah, for you. Exactly. Now computer now And they already have computing. an idea of how good... Or what a computer can do. So yeah. think about it. I mean, it's our parents that usually call computer white man's witchcraft or something, or tech ah. white man's witchcraft. So what does it take to get them? Oh, okay. So if you are listening to this, don't just tell us what you think. Go and warn your parents. <laughs> <laughs> one parents, one people. Because people are on the streets telling you, selling like stuff. Mad evangelism. Yes, yes, yes. Please, I think you guys should actually tweet this. Af- Let's tweet this after. It's very, very important. Your parents, your uncles, your aunties. Let them know that 
of course, those that are already skeptical of stuff like this, you are not going to yeah. fall. But mm-hmm. before you know, you st- it starts spreading on WhatsApp. Mm. This new opportunity to make you financially Facebook free. Facebook groups, mm. Facebook like. groups, and all those things. Please, just and yeah, just you can tag us techpoint.dotng or with the hashtag techpointafricapodcast, or you can email us podcast at techpoint.africa. And in case whoever you are sharing this thing with is doubting you and it needs evidence just share this podcast with them let them hear bolu speak the truth <laughs> and hear us drag him <laughs> yes trust me you can find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast where you can find us on google podcast apple podcast spotify hiat radio stitcher and anywhere else you get your podcast yes anywhere else you get your podcast please i'm begging this is Emmanuel Paul and see you some other time. Bye. Bye-bye.